eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. Ten-five victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. Star. Welcome to the Love the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Super Fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G Bag Nation, two to seven PM Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. He is also the co-host of the uh, pre and post game show on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And uh, Brian, we we have to mention it right off of the top of the show. It is also when we're recording this, the birthday of our producer, yes. Peyton Russell. And let's see if Peyton's actually producing. Let's see if Peyton is actually doing his job right now and standing by. Because if he's standing by, he'll be able to pop himself into the video really quickly and wave hello on his birthday. So Peyton, there, there up, he is. It's me. I'm here. I finally Happy. made it. Happy birthday, Peyton. He makes his first uh, you, his first visual appearance here on Love the Stars. So send Peyton his uh, happy birthday wishes on Twitter at Peyton underscore Russell one. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing well. And I just want to uh, second that on uh, Peyton and a happy birthday. Huge part of what we do here at Love of the Star. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things in the background that revolve around this show that you and I don't always have to deal with. And, and Peyton is the one that steps up and he really makes it happen. If there is truly an engine to this show, it's not a couple of guys just hashing it out and talking. It's really what Peyton does. And, and he is a, a, a great teammate. 
love working with him. And uh, it, uh, if you appreciate the love of the star, you should appreciate the work that Peyton Russell does. Absolutely, and that's the that's the last nice thing we'll say all year about Peyton until his, uh, his birthday next birthday. Next year. Yep, there yep. you go. So uh, you got you got three hundred sixty five days, Peyton, before we say something nice again. Uh, Brian, some news out of the star here on Wednesday when we yep. record this one. Um, Donovan Wilson is finally a full participant at practice. We've got Tyler Smith as a limited participant. Brandon Cooks as a limited participant. All these things trending in the right direction. That's all very positive. We did get a DNP on Zach Martin, who is dealing with the ankle issue. Before we dive into, you know, the the returns of Cooks and Smith to a limited fashion and the full return of Donovan Wilson, uh, any concern for you at all about the availability of Zach Martin this week, or do you think they're just playing it smart? Well, we get the opportunity on 105.3 The Fan. We have the Zach Martin show uh, every Thursday at 4.30, so – I'm sure that Gavin Dawson, one of our co-hosts, will ask them right off the jump. I'm sure that the uh, the answer from uh, Zach Martin will be, yeah, no, don't worry about it. I'll be ready to play. And then you can kind of take that as his word and go forward. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not con- particularly worried about that. Uh, I'm interested about the Donovan Wilson one just because of the fact that uh, there's somebody that's going to have to sit in the secondary or somebody that's going to have to sit – on the defense or somebody that's going to have to sit on offense. And the way that this, uh, the way that this, this crew has operated on both sides of the ball, everybody that dresses seems to have an opportunity to do something to help the team try and win a football game. You know, they've got some backup guys and awesome Richards and the TJ Basses and those guys played last week, but you know, we'll see, you know, you know, Jalen Brooks, what he do last week, you know, he got the opportunity to play in the game, had a key block in the game. Matter of fact, yeah. that, that got, uh, that was able to get Deuce Vaughn to the outside. So it might be two, three, four, five plays, but, uh, you know, somebody is going to have to come off that field. And, you know, that's the, the, the great thing about having depth. It's the great thing about uh, being uh, healthy. And as I say that, I knock on wood, which would be my forehead that I'm doing there right now. <laughs> and, you know, just – but that's the great thing about uh, the way the Cowboys are built uh, with Will McClay, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Mike McCarthy. They've done a really nice job with the depth, the depth pieces that they have in a lot of different spots. But you're getting some really good football players that are going to have to come back in the lineup. And, and good for the Cowboys – but some guys that have shown up and, and done some good things to help you be 2-0 and at this point uh, are going to probably be some healthy scratches. Yeah, and I mean, Idoga, a guy who uh, is working back from injury and, uh, you know, after he got hurt in this last game, uh, TJ Bass stepped in and performed admirably in, in place of Idoga, who was in place of Tyler Smith. So those guys stepped up in a big way for you. We've seen how Marquise Bell and Wanye Thomas have stepped up in place of Donovan Wilson. Uh, you know they're they're really living I, up to the whole next man up philosophy. Yeah, I'd hate to I'd hate to to have to tell Bell and Thomas was a special teams captain last week, and I know captains are a week to week. That's one of the reasons why you don't see Dak Prescott. People are asking me, well, where's Dak's the C patch? You know, the captain's patch and all that. You aren't going to see one of those patches until we get to uh, the playoffs, and then the then they will elect permanent captains for the playoffs, but. It's a week-to-week proposition for these guys to have the opportunity to captain this football team 
whether it's on offense, defense, or special teams. So, you know, there's a, it, it, it's going along really, really well right now for the Dallas Cowboys. The roster the way it is, the way the injuries are coming back, the way of the schedule. I'm going to say this, though, Bob, about the Arizona Cardinals. I'm terrified by games like this. And I'm not really? trying to – yeah, I'm not trying to scare everybody into, oh, watch out. But this is, this is the former personnel guy in me. I'm a big believer in the desperate team theory. I really am. I, I feel like that there's times when you're you feel you know when you're when you play a team that's might be zero and two or on a bad winning streak, you're riding along pretty well. The healthier team's pretty good. You know, all it takes is one of those bad trips. All it takes is two, three bad series of a game, and the next thing you know, you're in a fight. You know, the the the, the Cardinals have beaten the Cowboys three of the last four times they have played. A game in Arizona it goes all the way back to you could go back to Sun Devil Sun Devil Stadium and stuff <laughs> like that to where they used to have problems playing when the Cardinals were in the same division as the Cowboys. It's just not a very good place for the Cowboys to play. Am I going to pick the Arizona Cardinals? Probably not. But I'm just saying this is going to be one of those wild times where you know hang on to your rear. I don't think this game is going to be easy. Um, I'm just saying that because. I don't think Arizona's spirit has been killed yet. You know, now maybe if you play them in week 12 or week 13 and their their record is, you know, two wins or three wins, then their spirit is probably dead. But right now they're trying to they're trying to get a they're trying to get a win. And you know, the Cowboys are a good football team. It's just I hated this. I hated this as a personnel guy when everything seems to be rolling the right way. And you play one of these teams that has not won a game yet. I, I just sometimes the football gods take one from you that, uh, or give give one to an opponent uh, that uh, you know they they need to get back on track. These are the kinds of games that worry me to death. They really do. Well, this this episode is being dropped on a Thursday morning. We're going to record again on Thursday night and right. drop that on Friday morning. So Thursday uh, coming up here in the next segment, we will actually dive into the Arizona Cardinals defense. Right. Brian and I have both taken a look at them. Uh, and then on Friday, we'll have the Arizona Cardinals offensive preview for you, how they might challenge the Cowboys a little bit. By the way, I will say this. I think that Josh Dobbs right now is a better quarterback than the one you played last week against the Jets. Uh, and that's a guy who didn't look terrible at the end of last year for the Titans against you. Well, he got his um, first, yeah, he got his first start. And and actually the game the following week was a game, a kind of a must-win game against Jacksonville. And his numbers were not terrible. It, they For the Cowboys for his first start, they were a little shaky. But the following week when they, on the must-win, he, 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 played, he played well enough. The, the problem is, like I say, he's been in the league a long time. He just hasn't had a lot of starts in his career. Yeah, but he, and, there's and, some, but we'll get into that on. Yeah, yeah. we'll get into that for when, sure. You'll, I, I think you'll be impressed with how he's looked the first couple of weeks here, yeah. Brian. But uh, real quick, let's just talk about how Donovan Wilson fits back in this defense. Yeah, I'm sorry, defense, I took that. Sir, no, I took no, that. You're, the, you're, yeah. you're totally good. And where the defense can can potentially improve. So I was doing some research the other night, Brian, uh, and I, I found some interesting points here about this Cowboys defense. So. Using available play data, which only goes back to 1994 from Stathead, but over the last 30 years, basically, the Cowboys through the first two weeks of the season, they have not allowed a second-half snap inside their 40. Yeah. Uh, so the, the other team hasn't gotten closer than the you know 41-yard line the first two weeks. 
Cowboys are the only team in the available history to do that in the first two weeks of the season. So that's a completely dominant start. They've only had two snaps allowed in the second half on their side of the 50 even. And those two plays resulted in a Micah Parsons sack and a Trayvon Diggs interception. So this defense has been incredibly dominant, particularly in the second half of some of these games here. Uh, You know, they've shown that the NFL defines a deep pass as anything 16 yards or further, so over 15 yards. Uh, The Cowboys this year have not allowed a completion on any of those throws. Zach Wilson didn't complete anything uh, outside the left hash on Sunday. And so the Cowboys have just been really impressive, really dominant. The run defense has stepped up in a lot of ways. The one area where you maybe feel like they can improve still is occasionally they do get hit by the run, either by a quarterback scramble or something gets blocked up well and, and you know, Saquon Barkley goes for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, is that where Donovan Wilson returning could have a another positive impact for this defense? Because Donovan Wilson, obviously, a guy who really plays well when he's able to get going and, and run downhill and make some hits, plays with a lot of toughness, a lot of physicality. Uh, is is that an area right there when you look at areas where the defense can improve doesn't Donovan Wilson seem to slide right in and fit right into what it is they could still improve at oh absolutely I, and I think that to your point and by the way really good research and going back and finding those things those are Thank very you. great facts the thing that I think that Donovan Wilson will help you with is the physicality in the middle of the field and I, and I think the middle of the field is something that you know, the Cowboys take a lot of pride in. You know, if they, they've, they've tried to invest in the defensive tackles, Leighton Vander Esch and with Clark, you know, the safeties with Hooker, the play that he made the other day. You know, they gave up the big play, uh, you know, that 68-yard run, uh, run after catch, was a ball that went through the middle of the field. It was a slant. You know, Hooker could have made the tackle right there, and it would have been a, you know, it would have been a, a – you know, a bit of a nice game, but it, instead it ends up to being a, a route that's run inside, a missed tackle, and a big play. And the Cowboys don't, you know, they pride themselves on that. So having Donovan Wilson in the middle of the field, I think it helps you with your tackling. I think it helps you with their physicality. If the Cowboys have a an issue on defense, it comes in a couple of different ways. To me, it's how do you handle the quarterback that does scramble and how do you maintain lane integrity when you rush the passer? And I think when they lose lane or gap integrity when they rush the passer, it turns into potential big gain for the quarterback. Yeah. And so if you're going to nitpick Cowboy defense, you're going to say how they rush, how they get up the field – are they ending up or three bodies ending up on the left side of the center or the right side of the center? And is that creating natural gaps or cracks or spaces where these quarterbacks have the ability just to take off and run? That's the thing that's hurting the Dallas Cowboys right now. The pass rush is so good that it's causing these quarterbacks just to pull the ball down and run. But it's also so good to the point where it's a, it could be, and I'm using the word here, reckless. Sure. Because it is, it, it, it is, it is in clean, excuse me, clear attack mode, clear attack mode. And so are you getting too many bodies on one side of the ball and then, or one side of the center and it's creating gaps? That's the thing I think that Dan Quinn, 
uh, you know, uh, AD, everybody, uh, you know, Sharif, all those guys, I think that's what they're, they're trying to concentrate on right now is how they can prevent quarterbacks from running the ball. Because the one thing I did see about Josh Dobbs is Josh Dobbs will run with the football. You, you, oh, yeah. you, you've seen him back up and then take off running before. This is something they're probably going to have to deal with in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and like I said, when we talk about the offense tomorrow for the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah. you're going to see a lot of read option stuff. And, yes. and Josh Dobbs does a pretty good job selling and I think reading it the correct way and making right. the right decision. He's a good enough athlete to cause you some problems there. Uh, when we talk about run defense and, you know, how they're defending the run and, and some integrity, the you know, the, the gap integrity and everything else, um, I, I'm curious about two players before we jump into the Cardinals here and how you think they've played when you've been able to go back and watch the tape. Uh, two young guys who I think they hope are going to be building blocks here on the defense over the next couple of years. How did you feel about Damone Clark, how he played after what was a probably – he was probably the weakest link in the Giants game. How right. do you think he bounced back against the Jets? And then there's been some rumblings from fans who are like, hey, why aren't we seeing Mozzie Smith? Why isn't he flashing? Brian, I don't know about you. The first two weeks when I've watched back, I think Mozzie Smith's been fine. Actually. I think Mozzie so, so Smith. How do you feel about those two? I think Mozzie Smith. I'm interested in what you think about Clark. But I, I'm uh, the thing with Mozzie. Uh, Mozzie, where Mozzie has to continue to try and figure things out and work to improve, and it's hard to do because if you play next to Osa Odigizuwa. He uh-huh. gets up the field so damn fast off the ball. I mean, his quickness off the ball. And you could tell that Mozzie's a tick late. That's the things that are always going to be an issue. I will say this about Mozzie. I think he did a better job of staying square in this game. He, I think the awareness, he showed me something the other day that a young guy usually doesn't figure out, sniffed out a screen, was able to kind yeah. of read, read what was going on, you know, he's playing along the line of scrimmage. He's playing with his hands. Oh, he sees the blockers develop. He sees the back kind of slide. He sees the quarterback drift a little. What does he do? He reads it out. He kind of sniffs it out. He goes that direction. It had been real easy for Mozzie to try and just run straight ahead and then have to chase. But he actually found a way to kind of get in on the play. And, that you know, it was an incomplete play because there were enough bodies over there. But it was a good job on his part playing with his hands, seeing what's happening to him, and then sliding over to be in position. Damone Clark, I'm waiting for Damone Clark to have one of those games where he is just in on every tackle. You know, and maybe that's unrealistic for him. You know, but Van Der Esch, you know, they, they, there, there comes a time, too, where, you know, when they get in some of that linebacker, that nickel stuff they play or dime stuff they play, they take Damone Clark off the field. You know, yep. and then all of a sudden, so, you know, when if you could snuff the run like the Cowboys have really done the last couple of weeks, all of a sudden, Damone Clark is not a big factor in what you're trying to do scheme wise. You know, all of a sudden, you're playing guys, he's not, you know, so he's not as noticeable as some of the others. Yeah, especially when you consider, um, you know, if you're snuffing out the run, how much yeah. do you need Damone Clark? Right. But when he's been in there, he has not been great, I don't feel like, against the run. And, and no. you started seeing this this past game against the Jets. I thought he was better this week. There weren't any, like, glaring moments right. where it was like, right. oh. The, but there was it's a couple scheme things, moments. too. Yeah, there's just yeah. a lot of – there's scheme things that, like, 
you know, if you don't need him, if you don't need him in coverage and you kind of thought, well, that's something that, you know, you're going to have to kind of figure out with him, but they, but he's, his, his ability to play, I, I just feel I, I, maybe my, my thought about him is such at a high level, such a high bar and it's, it's going to take time. It's, I, going, I, it, it's going to take time with him. I think you saw the Cowboys this past week. Like I said, Clark was better. His snaps were greatly reduced in right. this game from the right. previous week. Right. Um, and this was a lot more, all right, we're going to give Marquise Bell some of these snaps in the box. I, and, yeah, because Marquise, Marquise Bell, Marquise Bell's been great so far. Marquise Bell has figured out, and you know, Marquise Bell has figured out that, and you know, you just gave me a thought. Marquise Bell wouldn't dress for 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 him, would he? Or Damone, Damone Clark. I mean, oh, if I you were trying, if you were trying to Wilson, get Wilson, you mean like, like yeah, like well, Wilson. No, I, I, I mean, you, if you want to keep Bell on the field, you wouldn't take Clark out of the lineup. No, would you? I, 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 I don't think you'd. I don't think you would just not dress Damone Clark. Um, but I, I mean, they they've got to find a box player, somebody in all likelihood to sit. See, and that's the thing about it. The thing with Bell, he's in for like six plays and he makes three tackles. You know, he's yeah. he's. He's constantly if 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 Clark played like Bell, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. We'd be, oh, everything looks why do I notice, you know, why do I notice fourteen more than I notice thirty-three? Yeah. You know, that's that's I think that's what we have to ask ourselves. Well, and we'll get our answers soon enough. You're listening yeah. to the Love of the Star <laughs> podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
All right, Brian, so let's ju- uh, jump into the Arizona Cardinals. I got a chance to watch them uh, a little bit today. Oh, good Take for some you. Notes. Now, the uh, the Cardinals are missing in this game. They'll be missing LJ Collier, the former yeah. TCU product. Um, they're going to be without Carlos Watkins, the former Dallas Cowboy. Both uh, with biceps, bicep problems for both yeah, of them. He, yeah, he went down kind of awkwardly when that, that play yeah. occurred. Uh, yeah. Lecky Fotu will be back, a guy I know you were uh, high on coming out of the draft. Yes. Uh, and then the biggest name that they're going to be missing, a guy who really wrecked shop the last time these teams played at AT&T Stadium at the end of 21 season, Buda Baker is going to be out for uh, the foreseeable future, and that is a big boost for the Cowboys. But, uh, Brian, as we look at this Arizona Cardinals defense and we uh, look for weaknesses, we talked last week. You know, hey, the weakness you got to find for the, the this yeah. game is move CD Lamb around. They are not going to move corners. Let CD Lamb find the weakness. Let get the most favorable matchup for him and go to town. And the Cowboys were able to do that with a lot of success. So as we look at this, what is your before we dive into specific details? What is your overarching thought as to the best way for the Cowboys to attack this Cardinals defense? Well, it's a team that plays a three-four or an odd front. And what is interesting about him is, and I've said this on a couple of different platforms, so if people are listening to me on all these platforms, uh, my apologies for repeating myself on some of this, but this is, what I, this is what I see. When you watch them, it's going to be a couple of big down linemen, and then everybody else is going to be standing around like they're waiting for a bus stop. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of very similar to what the Cowboys do. When you see maybe one or two guys down and then a bunch of, linebacker, safety guys kind of hanging around the box, defensive ends, edges, guys like that standing up. This team is right now is third in the NFL in, in sacks. And you wouldn't think of that because it like the front looks like kind of like a power front with those big guys. And they play, they play a bare front. So they're going to cover the nose. They're going to cover the two guards, you know, on occasion. So what they're going to do is they're going to not let you adjust they're going to make you have to do uh, one-on-one blocks I think it's going to be a really really important game for Tyler Biotish he's going to have a guy on his nose it's not very often that he has a guy that plays completely on his nose but there's snaps with the Cardinals you see him uh, just that heavy nose okay so now what do you have to do you have to make calls you have to make adjustments you have to snap and then you have to block you know there's a lot going on Tyler Biotish is you know, one of your better players, but there is a lot going on when you put a guy on his face that's breathing the same air he is, that close to him. But I I really, the thing with Arizona is, I think their secondary is the weakest link of the whole thing. Where yep. where, where I where I I do respect, and 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 this they've they've got a couple of guys that I feel like can really rush, but this Dennis Gardeck that they got, you know, and. I don't know, Bobby. He's been a, a special teamer most his life. He is a relentless sob, is what he is. And you look, he's already got three sacks in in two games. He had a time in his life where I think he had seven sacks at one time, and yeah. then you know, so he's had some kind of some production before. But this is a relentless dude, you know. Uh, I you know I just he's he's, he's the motor runs hot guy. That's all it. the time, and and it's. And he's number 45, and when you're watching him, you you better have him blocked through the whistle. You better, because if it's play breaking down, you're blocking him, he now gets free, he is going to run your guy down. 
He is that type of player. And so, you know, you ha- I mean, I saw this, this group against the Giants. Three-man rush got a sack. You know, just yeah. because of the effort that uh, guys like the Gardeck, you know, he, he plays with. And, uh, you know, my guy Demu Keiji, you know. Oh, Victor yeah. Demu Keiji, a guy yeah. who, that's another one. Those are the, if you're yeah. going to look at two guys to potentially try and get some some pass rush going, I think it would be those two. Yeah. Uh, th- those two guys are both. Demu Keiji is going to flash. Gardeck will flash. He's not just a pass rusher. Gardeck will make plays in the run, too. Yeah, He's no, that's what I'm really saying. These, these are guys, players. yeah. Victor is one of those guys that, he he plays like I saw him like make tackles and like the balls dislodged. You know, I mean, he's that kind of a physical guy. So mm-hmm. you know, the these it, it it it's not household names that are playing defense for the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I mean, but I do feel like the weaknesses they're secondary. Um, I I think it's a it, when you look at. Uh, you know, Kazir White, I, I think is, a, you know, with a linebacker, I think he's a little bit of a gambler in the way that he plays. Uh, but, you know, he gets in the tackle, he gets near a tackle, he's ripping at the ball. So, you know, you're like, okay, well, here you are. Maybe you're a ball carrier. You know, this number seven comes flying up. He's got the tackle. Now he's ripping, you know, and all of a sudden the, the ball's on the ground. You know, instead yeah. of maybe driving in and score, you're now, you're, you know, it's a turnover. That's what this, this, this crew can kind of do. But, they they have issues in the secondary. They have some issues. Uh, you know, I, I think Catrell uh, Clark, I think, is a, is a good player, a, you know, as a rookie. You know, Clark, you, Clark, is, Clark is not always in the wrong spot. No, no, no. He's what, the, the thing that used to frustrate everybody about Chidabe Awuzie, where it was yeah. like, He's right there. He just and he didn't make, make the play. play. The play, that's, right? That's right. Clark that I've seen on tape so far. Yeah, he's there, and he just doesn't make the play. Yeah, that's. But him and that. And you mentioned when we talked about with Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson had a terrible game against the the, the Giants. I, I mean, Marco, Marco Wilson a, has bad eyes. Bad well, he, eyes are a killer in the he, secondary. He will gamble. I think he's ultra aggressive. I use the word ultra there in the way he plays. I mean, he's not afraid to you know, the gamble, but. You know, I've seen him like, but I have seen him go right through a receiver to knock a ball down. You know, you yeah. just, I think him and Clark, what they'll do is they're willing tacklers. They'll flip sides. And I was trying to figure out, and I've said this on a couple different platforms again, I was trying to figure out why they play left and right and then they flip. I, you know, in college, you could say, oh, he's a boundary corner. He's on the sidelines. Oh, he's a field corner. He plays because of the hash marks and how wide they are. I'm trying to kind of get a beat why uh, Clark and Wilson, they change sides. But they do. And so, but the problem that I think they have, Bobby, is there's separation in the way they play. I think there's going to be opportunities for balls that go down the field. Now, you better be ready to max protect this thing. You better be ready to keep the back end, keep a tight end in, set it up, have all your blockers, and then let Dak launch the ball. With Cooks, we've mentioned Gallup about a potentially having a big game. Now that I've watched Arizona's defense, this was where Michael Gallup can help you with the nine route, that vertical passing game. Him, Cooks, would not be one bit surprised if if Mike McCarthy blocks that thing up, you know, goes max protection, and then takes a couple of shots down the field throwing the football on these guys. Because so, I don't I don't think that Wilson and Clark can run all that well. I really, really don't. 
I, I mean, Wilson's got good time speed. I just think he he doesn't know what he's looking at most of the yeah. time. Yeah. Well, like, he, like it's just, there's separation when you watch him play. There's yeah, some yeah, separation. I, th- th- there absolutely is, and, and that's why I said there's difference, obviously, between time speed and football speed. Right. Tony right. Pollard, I think, timed at a four five. Tony Pollard's right. faster than a four five on the football yeah. field. Tony um, Pollard runs four five in pads. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. That's how we should time everybody in full pads. That's your real speed right there. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And and when I watch this defense, though, I, I think when you watch them go against the Giants, you you watch the way they play. They, they are able to get some pass rush. I think Gardek's right. good. I think Demukeji is good. I do think that the Cowboys have a shot to block this up, though. I, I, yeah. I think they have a shot to block this up without having to go max protect. But if you wanted to go max protect, this is, like I say, it is a messy secondary yeah. With yeah. Wilson is undisciplined. The safeties don't like there's a lot well, of stop and look like this. Yes. There's a ton of tape where they're just looking at each other like this in the secondary. They are completely confused yeah. in the back end with each other. I, yeah. I will say one other player I want to highlight as a, as a positive before we, we continue to drill down on the defense a little bit. And Cowboys fans are familiar with him from his time with Philly last year. I think Kaiser White's been good for them at linebacker. Yeah, Kaiser White, like I said, he's going to rip at the ball. He's, he's going he's to. Got, he he will yeah. cover the width of the field, and he'll do in, in the yes. run or the pass. He's right, a, he's he'll a blitz really too. He'll player. blitz yeah. too. But keep an eye too on Kayvon Wallace, who covers. He's a guy. I mean, from Philadelphia. He's a guy safety that will cover the tight end. So with Buda Baker being injured, the hamstring injury and all that, him dealing with all that, not you know being on being available you know Kayvon Wallace will be a guy that'll be put in some duty of having to do some but I will say this Bobby their coaches really 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 like to show blitz and then and they'll then back out it. and then yeah. back out but then there are other times where they will completely sell out they yeah. they like I say it looks very similar to how the Cowboys pass rush with bodies standing around but you know I mean it, it is a you know, Dallas has got to sort that out because they're going to try and trick you. They're going to try and show you blitz and then back out and then run to an area. And then maybe, you know, Dak, we've talked about Dak. What are the worst interceptions that Dak throws when he doesn't see a defender? You know, yeah. when he doesn't see a drop a drop linebacker or a safety that slides over or a corner that plays off and then goes in, you know, it's supposed to be in the flat and all of a sudden is, you know, in the, in the hook zone. You know, that's the thing that Dak, they're going to try and fool Dak with some of their looks but you also have to be careful. You have to be careful because, like I say, this guy's got a sack with a three-man rush. Maybe that's a little bit about what the Giants, the problems the Giants have. But if you're John, telling Giants me – Giants were hurting on the interior, obviously. We know that. Yeah. And they were missing yeah. Andrew Thomas uh, right. for, for much, much of that game. They'll be without him again this week. So, so right. I do understand that context. I'll say this. I think that we mentioned him earlier, and I said it to you before we started, Brian, but – you know the guy they're going to miss this week. I think I think they are going to miss Carlos Watkins. Yeah, that was that was a guy who, when he was in there, I thought made some plays, and I thought that yeah. they it showed up on tape that they missed him when he went down with the bicep injury. No, and and they they've they've done it uh, to me. Carlos Watkins is one of those guys. You know, he he plays square. He's always been a guy that's kind of been able to play. You know, play the run pretty well. Get off the get off blocks. I think, and, I, I think this team wanted him back. I just I just don't think it worked out. But I think it, they, no. they would have welcomed him back. Well, I'll tell you what, and let me and let me give you if I could give you this one more guy as I was going sure, uh, th- through my notes here. And uh, where did where did my guy go? Oh, Kevin Strong. There's another guy named yeah. Kevin Strong, and I like what I've seen. He's kind of a backup guy, defensive tackle, 
but you get, but the but with Kevin Strong, you have to be careful with him because he'll line up and then you you think you have him scooped or reached, and he'll play back door. He'll just go behind the block, and then next thing you know, he's working towards the ball. So you know it's one of those things where you sell out to run block. You reach hard. You step hard one way, and you know here's here's Martin and Steele stepping hard to their to the left. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kevin, you know, Kevin Strong finds a way just to backdoor Martin. Maybe, you know, Steele doesn't cut him off. Now you got to tackle for loss. So they've got some, it's it's not household names. And they're 0-2. I'm not trying to sell anything. I am going to say desperate team theory. They should have beat the Giants. They should have beat the Giants. Like yeah, they, they just let the, they blew that game. So, you know, go in there and find a way to destroy their will to compete. But defensively, Kind of a mid-pack, but they are third in the league in sacks. And Dallas has got to do a good job of protecting their quarterback. Okay, so let's run under it. Let's run two scenarios through really quickly uh, before we get to the mailbag here. First one for you, Brian, and uh, we will both answer this one. But uh, if we, how do the Cardinals make life difficult on the Cowboys on offense? Like if we're coming out of the game on Sunday, Monday morning, we're talking about. Man, that was a really tough time, actually, for the Cowboys offense. What do you think we're talking about on Monday morning? What is it that caused the Cowboys to struggle? What was it that the Cardinals were doing? Well, not having to take and look at their offense yet. You know, I mean, could the quarterback run be a problem? Could the oh, just could, just specifically for the just Cow- specific for, for the Cowboys offense? What the Cowboys offense? Struggle? Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, for the Cowboys offense, what they don't they don't identify the front. They don't identify. Biotish is covered. He's got a guy on his nose. They're trying to kind of, he's trying to make adjustments. They're screaming. They can't, you know, they can't get the adjustments. By the way, it's going to be, I think, a very pro cowboy crowd in Arizona. It usually yes. is. Yes. But, but, but to me, they get in trouble where all of a sudden there's that, they were showing blitz. No, they back out. No, they're going to show blitz. And you think you get comfortable like, oh no, they're going to back out. Then the next thing you know, they blitz where, to me, what could give the Cowboys problems is if they don't identify the front correctly and they don't pick up, they don't identify linebackers or secondary blitzers, and all of a sudden now, linemen are letting guys through, backs aren't sure who they're supposed to pick up. You know, there's a little bit of that hesitation. Dak gets hit, ball on the ground, you know, Arizona's ball, you know, that kind of thing. That's the problem I anticipate, or shouldn't say anticipate. That would be the problem that I would work that I would worry about. That this team is going to give you a bunch of different looks, and then they're going to, from those looks, either bring pressure or drop. And if you drop, all of a sudden you're Dak Prescott. You've got to be sure though. You throw that ball inside. All of a sudden there's a drop linebacker or a drop safety or somebody in the or drop edge. And then you throw the ball right in the guy's chest because you're trying to hit the slant behind it because you think you're going to, you know, you're going to get a blitzer. That's the thing that scares me. That they don't, if if there's going to be a problem, that they don't identify the front seven correctly. Yeah, and I think for me, it's a lot of the similar stuff. Look, there's so much about timing that that we're talking about here. So uh, one of the things we haven't talked about yet, uh, the Cardinals do have a tendency to play kind of up in your face in the secondary. Mm-hmm. They are they are kind of you know right up on you and right. press most of the time. Um, so if they're able to knock off the timing on some of these quick routes, if the Cowboys do struggle 
with guys like Gardek or Dimukeji or Zayvon Collins, somebody who yeah. I haven't talked about here, if they struggle with some of those guys up front and then in the quick pass and the timing's off, if you allow two linebackers who are not bad in coverage, I don't think, in Kaiser White and Chris Barnes. We haven't talked about Barnes either. I thought Barnes has looked okay when I've yeah. seen him. Um, They've been dealing with where, some injury there too. You yeah, know, they, that, yeah. That's yeah. where I think you could see the Cowboys. If we're talking about, if they do struggle, and I don't think this is going to necessarily give them problems, but if they struggle, I think that's what we're talking about. Right. Press got to the receivers. These coverage linebackers were able to make plays in the middle of the field. Cowboys weren't able to hold up. Now, if the Cowboys have a lot of success on Sunday, what are we talking about, Brian? What is it that we're going to say? Man, they were able to really go to town on the Cardinals with this aspect. They they continue the balance that they've had, their ability to run the football with their ability to throw. They're going to protect well. I, I believe that you're going to see some big plays from the, from the receivers. I think there's going to be some shots down the field for Dak Prescott to make. I feel like this is a defense that will struggle a little bit to have to defend the middle of the field. Their linebackers are super aggressive, like I say, coming forward, and they're involved in the passing game. So between the safeties and the linebackers, there's that middle of the field. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys try and say some deep shots, but also attack the middle of the field, especially on third down. When it maybe it's a third and five or third and six, wouldn't be surprised one bit if you see some stuff materialize for the Cowboys in the middle of the defense and then down the down the sidelines. Yeah, I think for me the area where I think that you're right, they are going to have some opportunities for big plays. I think if we're talking about the offense having a great day on Monday, what we're going to look at is the fact that you know we've talked about everything's quick and underneath and timing based. Yeah. If the Cowboys are going to take shots downfield, to this is the week for us to see it happen. Absolutely, like if, we yeah. this, if we come out of this game and everything is twenty yards and in, that tells me this is just the offense. Yeah, and this is the, these are the concepts that they run because I think it, it's not out of the question to think you could block it up with five up front. Right, um, and if you're able to block it up with five. Like I said, bad eyes on Marco Wilson, miscommunication, it feels like, between the safeties and the corners a lot of times. Clark, a guy who's in position but never finishes the play, Right, you can take advantage down the field. So I think if we're talking about the offense having a big day, what we're talking about is, you know, Dak potentially throwing for like 350, like hitting big plays down the field. And so those opportunities will be there for the Cowboys on defense if they choose to take them down the field. Uh, you are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we turn things over uh, to our dear, sweet listeners uh, for their questions. Let them kind of take some things over. 
Uh, first question here for from Sean. If Cooks, Tyler Smith, and Martin have no setbacks this week and we finally get to see the starting offense at full strength, uh, where does the Cardinals' defense look to exploit to give them their best chance of slowing down Dak and this offense? So like we were just talking about, Brian, a lot of the disguises and things like that, that's yeah. where the Cowboys would struggle. But what do you think the game plan actually is going to be from Jonathan Gannon and crew? Do you think they are going to try to blitz a little more? Do you think they are going to try to, to break some things through? Metrics will tell you they're one of the least ble- one of the least blitzing teams in the league. I think they're near the bottom when it comes to blitzing. That's at least through two games. So to me, I think they're going to try and do it through disguise is what they're going to do. But I just don't think they can live by that alone. The, the Giants, you know, I think that the Giants were a compromised offensive line. They're not as good. We've seen that with our own eyes. The Commanders, you know, I feel like that the Commanders have some good offensive linemen, but there were some times where they're able to get some pressure, you know, just by rushing their down guys and then bringing those linebackers and stuff. I think that they saw the Jets film with with the Jets just kind of rushing four and they they didn't get home. This might change Jonathan Gannon's tune a little bit that we have to maybe come after Dak. Maybe we have to play out of character a little bit. I think how they how they design their 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 packages, their rush packages, but when they do them, you know, it, you can't. I don't think you could go through a whole game not blitzing, but I kind of feel like that they're going to have to disguise, and they're going to have to try and fool Dak into some some issues, whether him having to throw the ball away. But it, I, I do see them bringing blitz, even though the metrics tell me that they don't blitz. I think they're going to have to supplement it to try and get past this Dallas Cowboys offensive line that's done a pretty nice job in protection. Yeah, when we talk about blitzing too, uh, I mean, look, they've we mentioned that this secondary has had trouble before. Is that part of the evaluation you think for Jonathan Gannon? Is like, yeah. look, yeah, if we if we don't blitz, we're we're exposing we what can't, is already well, a secondary with bad bad tendencies. Yeah, but look, you know, like I said, the, the, I think the Commanders have a good group of receivers. You know, I think the Cowboys have a really good group of receivers. I just think there's some tendencies that need to be broken if you're the the if you're the Cardinals because your opponent, you look at, you know, and Gannon understands he's played he's played against. Dak Prescott. I mean, he's had yeah. a different, he's had a different group of rushers, of course, but he's also known there's some things about Gannon that that one of the reasons, like Philadelphia fans, like where's the pressure, where's the blitz, where's the you know, where's the creativity. There were some things that were said about him, and this might just be his mo. This might be, hey, I'm just going to do it this way. I'm going to show you. But man, they get in a lot of looks and then dive out of there. I could see them getting in looks and saying, "No, nah, we've got to, we've got to try and get somebody home before Prescott gets that ball out." He knows he's, he knows he has a problem with his two corners. He knows that. At the end of the twenty-one season, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys at AT and T Stadium, and they had a really successful day, kind of, you know, uh, getting to Dak Prescott, making things tough on him. Buda Baker's not playing this week, but I did right. want to go find this quote because uh, this was something that I thought was really interesting at the time. Jane Slater, who I work with at the NFL Network, interviewed Buda after the game and asked how they were able to disrupt the offense. And he said, we knew we had to disguise. Dak Prescott is a really good quarterback. We knew that if we just showed a static coverage, he was going to dice us up. So we disguised right. a lot. Everyone focused on doing their job. Each and every play, one play at a time, just do your job. 
everything else was going to take care of itself. So kind of what we talked about there, Brian, a little bit yeah. is that disguising coverages, trying, you know, mess up the pre-snap read for Dak a little bit is going to be a big focus for the Cardinals. Uh, next question here, and we've gotten a version of this from several people today. Uh, I'll ask the first one here from uh, De La Cruz, who's asking how many drops until Hendershot loses playing time. And the <laughs> other variation of that is a little more, you know, we get somebody asking when, uh, you know, Luke Schoonmaker is going to finally take yeah. more of the snaps away. We had somebody else asking, uh, does Schoonmaker, do we envision Schoonmaker overtaking Ferguson as, as tight end one at any point this season? Um, I, I do find it interesting that Schoonmaker has been put behind Hendershot to this point, um, especially with some of the drops that Hendershot's had. But Hendershot's also done a really good job blocking mm-hmm. uh, early on. But you would think you're not going to lose much of that going to Schoonmaker. So I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the the tight end combination as it is. I think they they appear pretty committed to Jake Ferguson as the one at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe down the road that changes. But I think for this season, Ferguson's probably the one. But uh, it is interesting to think, Brian, do you think Schoonmaker at any point soon becomes the number two in the rotation? Possibility, but to me, I, I'm I'm totally okay with what's going on with the tight end room right now. You know, let me get through let me get through five, six games, maybe even get to the bye and start to think about, you know, do we need to make some changes here? I'm I just wish that that uh Hendershot would have put his right foot in the ground and just burst for the goal line, you know, instead of kind of you know, you know, just kind of Maybe reading the edge, you know, reading Hunter Lipke's block really not the right way. Didn't feel like he had the speed to get to the corner. Well played by the Jets, but he's got to put his foot in the ground and score. You know, they've had some drops. They've had some things. I thought the tight ends as a whole played pretty well last week. I really did. I, I don't have a problem with what's going on right now. I, I just think they're finding they're finding roles for these guys. And... I, I I really believe with all my heart because I'm a as you know the draft show I was a huge fan of Luke Schoonmaker I think Michigan did him no favors with their offense the way they used him because I think he's a really I think he catches the ball better than what we've even seen and he had and for a big guy he's a good route runner and I just don't see him coming off the field but right now let him get two or three more games in let him have you know maybe he gets three four targets three of them are first down catches or whatever, and then you then you can make the determination that, okay, he's ready to be that guy. I think in week three, we need to just kind of keep the receipt, or excuse me, keep the tight ends in the order they're in now and then let this thing play out by maybe week six, week seven, you'll have a different view. Question from JC here. Uh, what needs to be done to improve the red zone efficiency? Is it X's and O's or execution? Execution. Brian, I, know you, I, yeah. I know you felt very Absolutely. much like it was execution. Absolutely. It, because the X's and O's were fine. There was some really, and we did creativity talk. If you go back and watch the episode that we did Monday after the game, we talked about what were the issues. Tyron Smith had two, two, two bad plays. Uh, he had a, a, a critical holding that brought back a touchdown. And then he also had a, uh, the situation where he also just completely missed, the, missed block the block with the block and and uh, your the Jets defensive tackle uh, Quinn and Williams was able to make a two yard loss on the play. So you know those are the kinds of things that you're going to deal with. I felt like the Jets covered you pretty well when you tried to run tight bunch and put Tolbert and get him lost in the traffic. Like you know you're kind of like we're going to put him over here. It's gonna we're gonna the play is gonna start he's going to delay and then he's going to go to his left but the there's 
I almost said Eagles. There's three Jet defenders standing over on the cross. Dak gets sacked. You know, nowhere to go with the ball. Probably should have just thrown it out of bounds on that particular time. But it's to me, it is more about and and I said about the uh, about uh, Hendershot. You know, plant the right foot. Boom, die for the goal line. You're a big guy. Just take the ball. Just die for the goal line. You're a foot away. You know, don't get tackled. Don't you know he? You know, it was just it, it didn't work out great, but. There, there are some very creative things that they're trying to do, and I think these things will improve. I also do believe, Bobby, one last thing. I do believe that Mike McCarthy was calling plays in a way also to try and see how tough his offense was. You yeah. know, that they don't they, – they really – there's no Ezekiel Elliott anymore. We had – you know, Zeke was always the hand the ball to him inside the six. He was going to get to the two. Hand the ball to him again. He might get to the one. Hand the ball to him again. He was going to score. You know, there was a certain element of toughness with Ezekiel Elliott running the ball and a certain element with the way they blocked. I think that Mike McCarthy was testing that a little bit in this play call in this last week. Last question here, and we can kind of build off of uh, what you just had talked about there with what they potentially missed with Ezekiel Elliott, and maybe they need to go look for a goal line type of back or a red zone type of back. Um, But Jacob wants to know, has Deuce Vaughn surpassed Rico as running back two already? Rico nope. played a, a few more snaps than Deuce. I, I agree. Absolutely I, I think not. They, Absolutely I think not. they found some change-up moments for Deuce, and I think yeah. they'll they'll try to do that moving forward. But I still think Rico is their number two running back. I'm not sitting I, – I, I mean, I totally appreciate what Deuce Vaughn brings. I'm going to say this, and, and it's probably going to piss people off, and I'm not, that's not my, my intent, but this is my thought. I think they went to the Deuce Vaughn package a series or two early in that football game the other day. It's you're seven nothing. You get a three and out. You get the ball back. You find a way to drive that and get another touchdown. You effectively have killed the Jets. Fourteen points. You know you run Deuce in there. You have a couple of you know a couple of plays where it's close. He has the juggle. You know maybe a little nerves there with the ball. He's usually a very clean catcher of the football, but then you had to punt, so you wasted an opportunity there. Um, if you run that package, maybe you know, right before half, or you run that package the start of the second quarter, or you know whatever you want to, however you want to play it, I, I think it would have been better served than running it the second series of the of the game. I I I went from feeling like, and I know you and I talked about this, and shame on us, I guess would he be a healthy scratch? You know, and here they are. They throw a second package of the game is him running the football. Rico Dowdle, you're going to need him in this game this week, Rico Dowdle, and I'll tell you why. Because if the if if Arizona does bring pressure where they bring linebackers and stuff like that, which they, you know, which the metrics will tell you they haven't, but if all of a sudden they said, you know what, our best chance is pressuring Dak Prescott this way, then you're going to need somebody to blitz pickup. Nothing against Deuce Vaughn. His 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 shorter his lack of height will cause problems at times. He wasn't asked to do that at Kansas State. He was asked to carry the football and catch the football, and he was very very good at doing both. So I think in this I think this week though um, it needs to be Rico Dowdle going forward. And by the way, Deuce of course had the the nice play in space with the catch, and then followed it up with the run. Yeah, there's still there's still time and place I think where, where Deuce Vaughn can be used. Great job by Jer- Jalen Brooks with a really great block on the edge to get him on it. Deuce Vaughn will have his day in the sun. It, I just felt like that it was a little early in that Jets game the other day. 
Yeah, I I, that, I think that's fair. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good block there from Jalen Brooks. If anybody yeah. has a chance to go back and watch, you should check it out. Uh, that does it for us here on The Love of the Star. We will be back with you guys again tomorrow, which will be Friday when you're hearing this. Uh, and so uh, we'll be back with the final episode, our picks, a preview of the Cardinals offense and how the Cowboys can attack them. For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again later. <laughs>